Hello, this is Catherine and I know I need to stop talking. Hello, my lovelies, how are we doing? I would just really like to, you know, in the interest of transparency and this being a safe space, tell you all that I just had to delay starting the recording button on this podcast because I had to briefly belch having downed my Coke Zero too quickly. Don't try and tell me this isn't where the glamour is. I am literally, I I am, you know, influencer personified. How are you all? How have your weeks been? I mean, Life's a bit bonkers right now. I'm, I'm not going to lie; it's absolutely mental. I'll come on to, to some of the mentalness, but conscious, it's two weeks since we we last recorded a podcast. So let's let's do a catch up. Let's do a catch up. How are we all? Hopefully, everybody is okay and staying fit and well and healthy and dealing with crazy weather. Like what the fuck? One minute it's like bright sunshine, and one minute it's snowing. It's been a little bit of a crazy week. I went away last weekend, which is why you didn't hear from me. I went away. I went up to the. It's like an event that hasn't got a name really because it was my cousin's christening of her two daughters and also a wedding, not really, it was a bit of a wedding. They got married in lockdown and obviously nobody was allowed to hang out with anybody else unless you were in Downing Street having a party, which time was perfectly acceptable. But for most people, you weren't able to celebrate. So it's kind of like a belated wedding celebration and christening all rolled into one. And it was lovely. It was so nice. God, isn't it lovely doing normal things? I hope that I don't reach a point in, I'm not going to say a post-pandemic world, because unless you're in government, everybody else understands that COVID is still very much a thing. And I know lots of people poorly with COVID at the minute. But I do hope in this non-lockdown world that we're now in and fingers crossed remained in, I do hope that I don't lose this sense of wonder and joy for the sheer fucking normality of being able to do something as amazingly, gloriously normal as go and like hug a member of your family. Which shouldn't be a novelty, but oh my goodness me, it it still really is. So travelled off to go go and do that left Mr. I know and stopped talking and, and the children at home. You'll be pleased to know that this time Jamie managed to refrain from running from scissors, although I did regularly text him during the evening when I was away. So just checking that you're not still running with scissors. For anybody who's wondering what I'm banging on about the running with scissors incident, please refer back to the previous week's podcast in which I inform you all about the debacle, debacle that was... Oh, honestly, children running with scissors, absolutely fucking ridiculous. So yeah, so it had a lovely, lovely weekend away. My sister and I stayed, uh, stayed at an Airbnb. I've never really done the whole Airbnb thing. I feel like I'm really late to the party on this one, but I've never massively done the Airbnb thing. But we were staying somewhere fairly remote, so I was like, right, let's crack open Airbnb. Let's see what happens there. And in my head, possibly I'm a little bit naive on the Airbnb thing, because in my head... I thought the whole Airbnb piece was like you you would maybe would like have someone in an Airbnb if you're like renting out your whole house, which I've I've been with friends before and we like stayed in somebody's house and they'd done it out. So I kind of naively assumed that was what Airbnb was. I didn't realise that you could also do Airbnb if you basically just had like a corner of your house somewhere that you wanted to put some random strangers into. So we duly booked to stay in this Airbnb and the lady we whose, whose house it was was absolutely lovely and delightful and really helpful and very accommodating and absolutely we could come and check in early and leave our cars there and it wouldn't be a problem at all. Really, really lovely and we and we turned up at this beautiful, stunning house in the middle of the country parked our cars on the big gravel drive and sort of went over to the to the door and, and knocked on the door. And after a little pause, she came out, lovely, lovely lady, sort of came out, greeted her, said, yeah, you know, leave your cars, that's absolutely fine. She said, I'm still finishing off your room, she said, so let me let me show you to, to where it is. We said, that would be great, fantastic, thank you so much. And she basically let us into her house, walked us through her dining room, and then there's like a little, little door just off the dining room. And she was like, here you go, here's your bedroom. And you know Father Ted and Dougal's bedroom in Father Ted, like with the little twin beds and everything? It was like an upmarket version of that. I mean, it was absolutely stunning and beautiful and hilarious because I was like, I'm literally just staying off your dining room. I mean, fair play, if you do Airbnb and you're cool with strangers 
just sleeping in a room off your dining room. Fair, fair play to you. And she was absolutely lovely. Could not have been more accommodating. So um, to the lady whose Airbnb we stayed in, thank you very much. It was absolutely, it was a lovely experience. Obviously, as sisters, we reverted to type quite quickly, sharing, sharing bedroom and, you know, slightly, slightly terrified of ever waking my sister Helen up, particularly she's got young children. So, you know, kind of the, the fear in the morning of I had to get up early because obviously Beth had football. So I had to get up ridiculously early to, to get her back to her match. <laughs> so creeping around this bedroom with Helen, who who sleeps like a mad woman. I'm sorry, Helen, I'm just going to put it out there. You sleep like a mad woman. Helen sleeps, I sleep with an eye mask on, which, you know, is kind of like nice and you can block out the world and pretend it's not there. That's quite nice. Helen sleeps with like a t-shirt wrapped around her head. And as we were going to, to, to sleep sort of on the Saturday night, she reminded me that she does this crazy practice. Well, I said, have you ever, ever thought of, you know, like get, getting an eye mask? She's like, no, because it's not the right level of tightness. Anyway, so I was the next morning very conscious of Helen with a T-shirt around her head, like creeping out the room because, um, yeah, I'm still very, very scared of the thought of inadvertently waking Helen up. But all, all was well. But yeah, it was lovely. It was a really, really, really lovely trip and just so normal. And then today, more more normal things have been happening. I went this afternoon with Jamie and with his girlfriend, we went into the nearby town to go and see an amateur production of Oliver, which Jamie, some of Jamie's school friends were in the production. And, I mean, I love theatre anyway. I love a good sob at theatre. And I think Jamie was a bit like, come on, mum, you're not going to cry at this because, you know, it's just amateur and it's just, and he named his friends. And I was like, don't know, Oliver's very sad. Spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it. Doesn't end well for some of the cast at the end. I said, oh no, it's very sad. And he was like, I'm going to say it anyway. So we sat in the front row and we got to the end and he like turns to look at me and I'm like literally wrecked. I was going, it's very sad. He was like, I don't know how to help you. I just said, it's very, it's very sad. I also had one of those moments going off to see, see Oliver. I feel a bit bad confessing this in case this person is listening to this podcast, but I don't think they do. And if they do, I think you'll find the humour in this. So in the interval, halfway through Oliver, I'm still just about holding it together because we haven't got to the really sad bits. And I sort of turn around and scan the auditorium and I see somebody frantically waving at me, like really, you know, probably waving. And I kind of assumed that they were like waving at somebody behind me. So I sort of turned around and is there anybody there? And there's nobody there. Okay, cool. And they carry on frantically waving, frantically waving at me. And then they come over and they're like, hi, it's so good to see you. And I'm like, hi, because I like to be really polite in those circumstances, even when I haven't got a fucking clue who this person is. Then they hug me. They go, is this okay? I'm thinking, I think it's okay, but I don't know who you are. So maybe you've got some kind of restraining order out and shouldn't be anywhere near me. I, I, oh, it's hugging, cool, hugging is cool. So they give me a really nice hug. They're like, it's so good to see you. How long has it been since I last saw you? And I was like, I do not know the answer to this question, even slightly, because I haven't got a fucking clue who you are. And then you listen for clues. Can't it can't just be me who does this kind of thing right then you start listening to clues and you're like okay so they've mentioned this and and there were various people and I was like okay I'm narrowing it down I'm narrowing it down and anyway we chatted for about 20 minutes I had no clue who they were I said okay it's it's so lovely to see you we must catch up again soon when I found out what your name is they went yeah absolutely they went back to their seat and then we watched the rest of the production and it was very sad I was very sad at the end and then we stood outside afterwards being very sad while Jamie ridiculed me and then this person came out with their spouse and all of a sudden when I saw their spouse I was like oh of course it's you I didn't say that because then it would have given away the fact I didn't know who this person was for a full 20 minutes it's not just me that does stuff like this is it is it possibly is isn't it so yes um yeah lockdown lockdown was awful on so many levels but the one thing I did love is when you spoke to somebody their name was very very clearly stated at the bottom of their zoom picture and that is something I think we have lost in a post-pandemic world. Perhaps we could all encourage people to get forehead tattoos. That would that would that would be quite good. The cats have been dicks. 
like literally as I record this right now, Brexit, who's usually, you know, pretty benign, is sat on the doormat in front of the front door and she won't fucking move. And like, I've tried to lift her up. She's not hurt. She's not injured. She's just being a dick. The Cardo man came just now and I was like, I'm really sorry. I'd love to open the door more fully. But Brexit is sitting on the doormat. And then I realised that not everybody knows we've got a cat called Brexit. So I was like, oh, Brexit, she's a cat. She doesn't like Brexit. We didn't vote Brexit. I'm sorry, is this too much information? He just looked at me like, please let me leave your property. So yeah, she's she's sitting on the doormat, won't move. Don't know why. Very difficult to open the front door. We had guests around last night for, for dinner. We had an Indian takeaway. And at the end of the meal, kind of like gathered up the empty containers, put them into a, a bin bag. We're sitting there having a nice conversation and a cup of tea. And all of a sudden there's this furious growling and disemboweling noise. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell's that? I look underneath the table and ASAP, little shit, has dragged out a garlic naan bread. She loves bread. Bengals love bread and she's part Bengal. Um, she dragged out this garlic naan bread and was proceeding to furiously disembowel it underneath the table. So... That is a nice way to make your guests feel feel very welcome. And Sandwich, who's usually the goodest girl, was an absolute prick last night. So I think I've shared this before. You know, the, the cats at night have a lovely space to sleep in, which is just theirs. And it's warm and it's secure and it has beds and food and water and it has cat flap access to our secure garden. It's basically the ultimate Airbnb for cats. That's what this is. I would be delighted to be offered this as an Airbnb space. And usually Sandwich is a good girl. And when the other two are dicking around and running around the front of the house and scaling literally the walls, I had a friend of Jamie's dropped off for a lift to school the other day and he, very polite, opened the door and said, I'm sorry to let you know this, but did you know there is a cat on your roof? And I didn't even bat an eyelid I oh I'll be one of those dickheads yeah come on come on in but sandwich last night clearly decided that she was going to get a piece of the action and so in the wee small hours of the morning and she's quite an old lady now and I think perhaps sight and hearing and fucking common sense have gone out the window she was sat in our fortunately very very quiet cul-de-sac road and she was just sat out the front of the house wowling and yowling and I was like thinking fuck my neighbours are going to absolutely fucking hate me so Mr. I know I need to stop talking to it one for the team, went downstairs. And I'm thinking, you've got a fucking cat flap. But no, she wanted us to open the big front door for her, upon which she like stalked in. Um, and then demanded to be let back into her bedroom, which is a bit fucking cheeky, if you ask me. So yeah, the cats have been dicks. Um, but cats, you know, it's what they do, right? It's what they do. Anyway, the big excitement of this week is that Jamie brought home a letter from school about a school trip. And it's a school trip that he's very excited about. Now... Perhaps I'm going to show my naivety here at this parenting malarkey, but obviously school trips, you go through primary school and school trips are kind of like maybe it's a trip to the farm or maybe you're going to see a old castle or something like that. It's that's it's along those kind of veins, right? And you usually ask for a contribution and it's maybe, I don't know, £10, £15, something like that. Sounds, sounds about right. And you kind of get into the swing of things and stuff and it's usually a day or half a day. It's all grand. And then, of course, Jamie's gone to secondary school, but we've had COVID, so there's been no trips going on for a little bit. And now trips, it seems, are well and truly back on the agenda. So he came in, I had some girlfriends around for, for a meal the other night. He, he came in about half past nine, brandishing this letter. He said, oh yeah, I, I need to give this to you. It needs to be signed for tomorrow. And I said, what is it, mate? He said, it's a trip, it's a, it's a school trip. I really want to go on it. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's nice. What is it for? He said, it's a history trip. It's not It's not next year, it's a year after that. I said, gosh, then very, very organised, fair, fair play to the school. I still don't know what I'm having for dinner in half an hour's time and they've planned a trip in two years, well done. And he said, yeah, I really want to go, my mate's going. Um, he said, it's a trip to, to Germany. And I said, oh, very nice, you know, I've not been to Germany, I hear it's very nice. Um, that's, that's fantastic. And he said, yes, I really want to go, so can I go? And I said, how much is it? 
And he named a figure that I thought he'd missed a decimal point out of. So I went, ah, oh, give me the letter. Give me the letter and read down it. No, no, he hadn't missed a fucking decimal point out. If only he had. Trip to Germany, to Berlin. £740. £740! £740! I said, what do you get for that? Do you get a German person to bring home and keep £740? I know there's inflationary costs of living rises right now. I didn't fucking realise hyperinflation was applying to fucking school trips. £740. Now, perhaps I'm, you know, naive on this. I'm almost certainly naive on this. And I'm, you know, I'm not blaming the school. I'm sure the school are getting the best deal they can. £740. Are you flying in Concord? Are you going first? Like, £740. It's a lot of money. I think that's a lot of money. I think it's a lot of money. Anyway, so he's gone into they do, the school do it that they only have a certain number of places. Not fucking surprised because there can't be too many parents out there who are mugs enough to want to pay seven hundred and forty quid. Um, so he goes into a ballot now. So we have to wait to see if he's if he's made it. Is it really wrong that I've got my fingers crossed that it's saying, "Oh well, darling, never mind. I'll take you on a day trip to the nearest local town, and you can pretend you're in Berlin, and it'll cost me about five pounds sixty, which is far more the level that I expect to pay for school trips. Seven hundred forty pounds." goodness me I've made myself sound very old there but it did make me go oh I do remember that like school trips as a kid are brilliant I mean I never did an extended trip away like that for £740 I never did that ever because £740 back then would probably have brought you a house maybe even a country maybe I could have bought Berlin for £740 back then Berlin's not a country is it it's a city I do know that just obviously geography not my strong point but, but I do know that but I do remember the excitement of, of school trips as as a kid and you know sort of the, the 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 things that stood out someone being sick on the coach I mean that was always a winner wasn't it if someone was sick on the coach provided you weren't sat next to them in which case that was like the shittest school trip ever but if somebody at a good distance away from you on the coach was sick on the trip oh that was a that was a treat I remember several school trips often when we were only traveling like about 10 minutes down the road people being sick in buckets on the on the school coach that was always always a treat one of my favorite school trips was at the end of must have been year 10 or year 11 and i think we were working hard for exams and so the school had kind of arranged a school trip for us all to go to alton towers to the theme park and we we're all very excited and because of the number of kids going they were they were taking two coach loads of girls and then there was like a, a little overflow of i think they were about nine kids they couldn't fit onto the coaches so they said well we're going to for nine people we're going to take the minibus and if you if you want to go on the minibus you basically you put together a group and you make an application to the PE department and, and we'll select one group to take on the minibus obviously the idea of going on the minibus with just your best mates was the coolest fucking thing on earth very fortuitously my two best friends were like the stars of the PE department so we were a fucking shoo-in basically we put together our group we got the minibus people we got the minibus so we we're obviously very hyped and then we we're like what can we do to make this even more amazing than it already is going on a school trip on our own private minibus and I don't even know who thought of this or how or why a group of 15 and 16 year old girls thought this would be cool you'll pardon the pun when I tell you what we did in a minute we decided that what would be really great is we'd go on this trip and instead of like bringing boring old bags or lunch boxes, we would each bring a cool box. Do you remember the cool boxes? I think they're still a thing. They probably look a bit trendier now. Back then, in the 90s, they were huge, fuck off, massive plastic boxes with a carrying case. And I've got the absolute best photo of all nine of us stood outside the front of what was, it was quite a, it was a state school. It was quite a posh state school. We're all stood outside it and we're all carrying a massive fucking cool box each. Honestly, it's one of my favourite photos ever. And so you're piled onto this minibus. 
<laughs> with a cool box each. I don't know why. It was one of those glorious moments from your teenage years when, yeah, you just go, what the fuck? What the fuck? It was absolutely fucking... That was one of my veriest, happiest school memories. That was the best bit of the day because then we went on rides and I'd never been on rides ever and I didn't know why I'd never been on rides but the moment I got on a ride I knew for certain all of the reasons I'd never been on a ride because rides, in my opinion, are absolutely fucking awful. We went on Nemesis and I've got a photo that... Maybe one day I'll share, or maybe it's best that it's left to the the kind of the annals of, of time, which is myself and my friend Claire sat on Nemesis. And for anybody who've, who has had the good common sense never to go on Nemesis, well done you, bravo, you probably will live longer as a result. Because I am quite a small person, I'm only five foot one and three quarters, and back then I was really, really, really tiny. And so I got on this ride, and it obviously goes up in the air and round and back, and blah, 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 horrendous. Well, the G-force... I can only swear it just pulled my face forward. It pulled my entire face and my body forward. So there's this photo of me and Claire. I mean, she looks absolutely fucking terrified, rightly so. I look like some kind... I'm trying to do some kind of contortionist trick as I'm, like, folded up in my seat with, like, my eyes shut and my lips and tongue hanging out. I mean, it's fucking hideous. But so was the whole Nemesis experience. And ever since then, I've never been on a big ride ever and have no intention of doing it because it's absolutely fucking awful. But hey, I had a cool box to look forward to when I get back into the minibus, so it was not not all bad. And of course, school trips gave me my first ever trip to my beloved Royal Albert Hall when I must have been nine. And we went with school to... They did this, used to do something called the school's proms and we went to the school's proms. And I can still remember walking into that auditorium and my dad had told me to watch out for the mushrooms didn't realize that he didn't mean actual mushrooms he meant the mushrooms on the ceiling he said watch out for the mushrooms and I can still remember walking in and sitting down we were sitting in the stalls and I can just remember going wow this is amazing and back then probably cost me about 27p as opposed to 740 pounds 740 pounds fucking hell so yeah keep keep your fingers crossed for the ballot and depending on whether you're more on my side or jamie's side keep your fingers crossed in a certain direction on the ballot i shall report i shall report back no football this morning i'm usually coming to the end of the season so no game this morning and beth had a bit of a a shitty start today really and just was really upset which is quite unlike her so I did genuinely what for me was quite a good bit of parenting which was not to sit down and try and chat about it too much I thought oh it's Beth how, how will I how will I get through to Beth so Beth and I and her football went up to the park and it's amazing isn't it it's amazing the power oh it was a sunny day we're in a park we had a football and we kicked a ball around and she just started chatting as we were kicking the ball around and within 20 minutes she was laughing and smiling and back to being Beth and like the power of a bit of exercise and fresh air like it's an amazing thing right it's like I need to take that it's been yeah I'm not struggling but life is a bit bonkers right now there's a lot there's a lot going on I'm struggling to prioritize and actually looking at the difference that 20 minutes made to Beth outside in the fresh air kicking a football I mean let's be clear I think Beth and I are somewhat different when it comes to levels of football prowess as as one of Beth's brilliant teammates said to me when I was warming Beth up before a match a few weeks ago and I, I was quite proud of myself I was doing quite well I was kicking the ball in a straight line and Beth's mate came running across the football pitch and she went morning she went you're crap at football aren't you Catherine in very cheerful tones and I said yeah yeah no you're right I, I am I am pretty crap at football but maybe a bit more time spent outside with the football is is just what I need right Saturday night I'm gonna go and decant my cardo cat food into 
the box that he lives in in a vague attempt to try and cat proof it. I don't know why I fucking bother. ASAP, we'll just go and find another naan bread and disembowel it under the table when we have guests. Ideal. And then I'm going to spend my Saturday night basically providing a taxi service for my children. I have to take Jamie and his girlfriend somewhere and Beth's with her big sister watching a film somewhere else and I'm just going to drive them back and forwards and um, yeah, then, then go to bed and wonder how to raise £740 for a school trip. So don't try and tell me I am not a proper grown-up right now. I am adulting so hard right now. So hard. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're all okay and well and keeping safe and enjoying the sunshine and taking a football out or your football equivalent when, when, when days and things are, are a little bit tough. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. I'll speak to you all next week. Lots of love. Bye-bye.